We're back. Hi, everyone. It is the newest installment of Sweet Tooth and Meat Tooth. I'm Carlin Johnston from thekitchenmakepie.com and... Phil Wilson from baconhound.com. We've been missing in action for more weeks than I can even count. And that's probably because I took off to Phoenix and... There was a lot of drinking in Phoenix. There was a lot of podcasts that will never, ever come to light. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think they exist anymore. Like, you don't burn away. They were recycle bin, and then that recycle bin was emptied, and then the hard drive was smashed. And the computer was burnt. And it was gone. Yeah. So that, many- <laughs> and that's a lesson. Never podcast at midnight when you've been drinking since noon. That's right. That's right. And howling with the coyotes out on a deck with the bonfire in Phoenix. Yeah, swatting scorpions off of you and that kind of thing. Oh, there weren't that many, you big baby. So we're back. Uh, And we thought we're going to give you guys the lowdown on where we've been, where we've eaten. This may span two or three podcasts. Um, So, yeah, who wants to start? We'll just get you up to date on what's been going on since it's been, what, since Christmas time, basically, right? two days after Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So do you want to start with something? What what have you been doing in Phoenix? Where you ate? Or I don't even know. What what did you do? We spent a few days with you and we had some fun there. But other than that, what did you do? Other than that, uh, Mike and I went to California right before we came home. And uh, we went to San Francisco. We went to a couple other places, but this is the first time we did San Francisco with no children. Which means we could eat what we want, sleep where, how long we wanted, you know, stay where we wanted without children, all that stuff. So we stayed uh, right smack... I guess that's down by the wharf there on Lombard. Yep. Uh, So, you know, we could walk to the wharf. We could uh, walk to Chestnut Street, which apparently is the big bustling area. This is where all the cool restaurants are coming into San Francisco. Um, So there were two Italian places. One of them was A16, and it's on Chestnut Street. And a reader actually recommended this, so I wanted to try it. We weren't really that hungry. Um, So we popped into the restaurant when we were walking by. And I uh, just, you know, thought we'd share some burrata because you always have me a burrata because I don't think we, is there anywhere in Edmonton that serves it anymore? Um, not right off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But yeah, I mean, you're right. When you're not very hungry, um, the first thing I'm thinking, what do I want? A giant ball of cheese. Yeah. And, and yeah. well, yes. Mm. I can't tell if you're making fun of me or not. I am. I am <laughs> yeah. absolutely making fun of you. Well, how can you <laughs> We used to go to Tavern for that, a big thing of burrata or... Um, ricotta with stuff it's cheese i crave protein whatever yeah and don't get me started that tavern's not around anymore i know i know that was my I'm go-to still sad place about that. so anyways we we popped in there because i knew they had burrata um and we you know got seated in there and it was fine it wasn't that busy or anything but uh the service was terrible so um and i don't know if it was because we shared a plate i mean mike and i were really trying to figure it out so I think we just ordered pop, no wine. So, I mean, I don't know if this is like a cardinal sin, but whatever. I mean... Maybe in San Francisco, right? You have, you have I, wine with breakfast in San Francisco. I know. So. I don't know. So we started with that. And then um, they had a little note on the menu saying, uh, bread served upon request. Okay, fantastic. So you don't see that that often, usually, right? But there's yeah. a little note on there. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I asked what kind of bread it was and I got the weirdest look. <laughs> well, I just I just wanted to know like what it was. And I got the weirdest look, and I can't remember. She said some sort of in-house bread. So I said, oh, you know, that's fine. We'll take that. Ordered the burrata, which was fantastic. And then we ordered a a plate of pasta, which was the smallest plate of pasta for $24 I've ever eaten in my life. Um, And it also tasted like alphagetti. 
Oh, nice. I Yeah, the uh, little bit, well, no, Alphagetti. No, it did. It really did because it wasn't too al dente. It was that soft, odd texture. And we have really good homemade pasta here in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. You know, Corso 32. Yeah, so I, ha- I have something to compare it to. Like, I have real pasta. And uh, for $24, it was just crazy. And it was like, I don't know, maybe 10 strands of pasta. Like, Mike and I had a couple bites. The bill for, like, uh, Italian soda, um, that little plate and a plate of burrata was $55. Yikes. With really bad service. Well, and to be honest with you, like, a $24 plate of pasta has got to be a pretty outstanding plate of pasta for me. And and there's places in Edmonton that I go and I will pay that. I have no problem paying $24 oh. for pasta at Corso. Yeah. Uh, because that's amazing pasta, and I'm talking about it for weeks afterwards. Wait, wait, wait. This is $24 US, too. Can I get really mad about that? <laughs> yeah, and if you exchange right now, that's, oh, that's, that's no 30, small exchange. 31 right bucks? So. Yeah, I don't no, know. No. I'm not doing so, math. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do math either. But <laughs> like, imagine $30 is a beautiful plate of pasta at Corso 32. Mm-hmm. So that sucked. Anyways, um, back on Chestnut Street. I'll just pop into this one as well. Back on Chestnut Street, I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with a good thing. We found Della Rosa. They are probably the number one place for value in San Francisco. Uh, and they have Roman pizzas, which is that when you just cook them really really high. Uh, Neapolitan, yeah. Okay. Yeah, high heat, like 900 degrees. So you're the pizza guy doing your Yegg Pizza Odysseys. You knew all this stuff. <laughs> but I don't I don't really like pizza. However, I read on Yelp that they had a burrata pizza for fifteen dollars. So I was intrigued. Uh, so we went. Um, we had the burrata pizza. We had them cook two eggs on it. So it came to $19 for more than enough for Mike and I. Like three huge slices of pizza each. And it was so flippin' fantastic. So, um, and I wrote it on Yelp as well because um, the the uh, bartender there, I was trying to think. I'm like, not chef. Bartender there made Mike a whiskey sour. And about two minutes in, Mike's sipping it, and the bartender comes up with another drink. And he says, you know what? I think I put the wrong thing in that drink. He's like, "There's something was bugging me, and here you go. So he replaced Mike's drink. Mike drank both of them, and they only charged us for one. So oh, talk about, like, the customer service. How can you, like, really expensive place where people look down on us because we just wanted to share a dish? And then, you know, a place that, you know, a $19 burrata pizza, and they're still going to bring Mike a free cocktail because they messed up. So um, that will be our go-to place. I think it's San Francisco. For like cheap eats, we will have that pizza over and over again. It's kind of got me wishing that somebody (sighs) would mess up my drink very slightly somewhere here. Get me a free one. Does that ever happen? Um, That level of customer service? Like Mike and I were like, but Yeah, it's not that common, to be honest. No, that they actually notice it and correct it instead of crossing their fingers and hoping that you don't notice. In Edmonton, what I find is that when you raise a concern with something at the table quite often nothing's done about it they just go oh mm-hmm. oh sorry about that we'll take it away yeah um hmm okay are we gonna do something about this or no nothing huh <laughs> yeah where were we eating where everyone's meals came out and they totally foobarred mine i can't remember must have been a chain restaurant or maybe not and uh, they just took it away and they asked if i wanted them to cook another i'm like my entire family is eating right now my two kids and my husband are eating and you want me to wait 20 minutes for you to make me another dish. So mm-hmm. I was like, no. So they took it away and I sponged off everyone's plates. But yeah, mm-hmm. nothing. Like no no free meal, no nothing. We'll just replace it with another one. And we want you to stay for another half an hour. Yeah, I was no, really that's, mad. 
That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of drinking, uh, while you were gone, the first ever Northern Lands Festival happened in Edmonton. I was really sad to miss it. Uh, you should be sad. I know. You know. I mean, like anything that's the first year that's going to happen, you're kind of a little bit nervous about how it's going to go off and, mm-hmm. and whether it's going to look good and, and come together the way you want it to. Um, this is probably the best one of those type of events that I've been to in Edmonton. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I liked about it was that it wasn't just, you know, sometimes you go to these events and some of the restaurants that are involved, you're like, nah, nah, yeah. I don't know, this isn't, they're, they're kind of doing something that's just straight off their menu or whatever. And it's maybe not that interesting. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, it was probably the best arrangement of food, like restaurants, like Corso 32 was there. Daniel Costa was there mm, himself. I mean, he, yeah. it's not like some good restaurant to send their, their apprentice chef to serve up this stuff. Um, you don't see Daniel Costa doing a lot of events. Like he doesn't pop up at these type of things very often, right? Last time I He's saw pretty... him was slow food at Holes Garden Center. Yeah, you know he'll That's do the it. occasional thing, but he's 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 about his restaurant. He's not about going out yeah. and like he's not one of the guys that's trying to be on the Food Network all the time and all this kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. He's uh, he doesn't seem to care about that like some of the other guys do. I think it's and, because he works too hard. And his dish there, <laughs> the Agnolotti, was amazing. Mm. Like I'm. Not even ashamed to say I went back like six or eight times. Like every time he'd see me walking past, he'd be wave me over, have some more. We got lots at the end. So, I mean, that stuff was, I mean, I, to eat that much of it at his restaurant, I don't even want to know what that would have cost me. So So I got my fill. For anyone who doesn't know what Northernlands is, can you sum it up a little bit? Like we're talking about it, but a couple of sentences. Yeah, it's basically, it's it's an all Canadian um, festival, all Canadian wines, all Canadian craft breweries and distilleries and Canadian chefs. A lot from Edmonton, but there was a few from out of town. Uh, the okay. guys from Saint, uh, not Saint Albert, uh, Saskatoon, Aiden Kitchen and Bar, which is uh, Dale McKay, top chef winner, and, and his crew. Uh, Dale didn't make it out, but the rest of his crew came out um, and they oh, did nice. some stuff there. Um, who else is here? Connie and John from Charcut were here. Uh, the big name was Vikram Vidge. Mm-hmm. from Vidges out in Vancouver. And so part of the deal here was they had this one event at Shaw Conference Center on the Saturday night where you, it's a pay one price and everything's included kind of thing, which what I love those. Price? $85, I want to say. That's which, it? Yeah, it was half decent value, really. Hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of big money events in town nowadays. I don't go to a lot of them because I, sometimes I, ha- I go there and they're not that great of value. This well, one, the ones that you pay an entry good. fee and then you buy tickets for the food and stuff. I, I can't even go to those. Yeah, I, I prefer it all in one price. I mean, yeah. even though I mean, sometimes if you do the math, maybe it breaks down to be more expensive. Even who knows. But uh, I don't like having to feel like I'm getting nickel and dimed at every turn. So I'd just rather pay the one price up front and be done with it. And Have you just ever seen me at Wine Fest for 75 bucks? They lose money on me every year. <laughs> <laughs> they lose money. <laughs> so one of the other things that I ate there... That was uh, really, really, really good. Was um, there was a, a dessert from Duchess, and it had like eight things in it. it. A whole bunch of stuff I don't even know what they are, uh, and it had truffles on top. I mean, it was just this really exquisitely kind of plated thing, like you would expect at a extremely high end restaurant somewhere like New York or whatever. And that's yep. the that's probably the best dessert that I can think of in recent memory that I've ever had. I mean, that mm-hmm. I. And they only brought a certain amount, right? They were only there. They brought 300 portions of it. They were only supposed to be there for like the first hour until their, their 
out of all these things. Yeah. Those things were so good. I wish I could remember what it was called. But and uh, it's not at the store, so we can't go into Duchess and... It's not. This is a special and... thing that they did. Oh, so. special. And this is was it like in the a... cookbook? No. This is something that they came up special for this. So oh, okay. I would love to see them do that somewhere else. They called it Truffle Hunt. So I'll read you the thing. I found it on my phone here. It said a dessert-inspired cheese course with cho- choquette with goat cheese and truffle pastry cream, financier... Uh, a cocoa nib crumble, honey caramelized puff pastry, and Valrona ganache, and topped with fresh Paragon truffles. Wow. I mean, it was, for something that's like three spoonfuls, that was unbelievable. But you had about 10, so uh, you had about I wish spoonfuls. I could say that I did, but they only had certain amounts, so I, I was trying not to be that jerk that just eats all of them and leaves none for anybody else, but oh man, I wish I had a bunch. Um, what else is going on there? The, all the wines, like there was a really, it was a really well received festival. Um, all Canadian wines. So, I mean, a lot of people don't know the, how many good wines are, are done here in Canada. Was that and included so that was, in the price? Yeah, everything was included. So, you walked in, the price, in yeah. and it's all little nibbles and wine. For sure, yeah. Yes. And you get to talk to the winemakers. That was the deal. Is uh, um, To be part of the festival, you had to be a producer. You can't send a minion. You can't send one of your salespeople. You have to, you know, the, the winemaker mm-hmm. comes. That's nice. So, uh, that was really good. And also, the the other part of it was, that was the Saturday night. The other fun part of it was, a lot of these producers got together, paired up with restaurants in town on the Friday night, the night before, and they did these producer dinners. Uh, they were all varied price. You know, some of them were on the, quite on the high end, and some of them were a little bit lower priced. Mm-hmm. And uh, those were really well received, too. I actually, I was doing some of the social media for the festival, so I, I went over to, well, I think we got to about seven or eight of the dinners to kind of get in and tweet a couple of pictures and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, everyone looked like they were having fun. The food looked amazing. It looked like it was, uh, it was quite a good showcase for the city of Edmonton and Canadian wine and food. So is it going to be yearly now? The original idea was it's going to be every two years. Oh, okay. But, but. we'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't have the inside track on that, but um, hmm. I, it's a lot of work. So I can't imagine um, the organizers wanting to do that every year. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. But next time, you're going to have to be there. I cannot commit to anything two years down the road. <laughs> I can't commit to tomorrow lately. Yeah, I wasn't sure I was going to come over to your house until like an hour ago. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Mm. And then I said I was baking cookies. So that mm. got you over. Okay, so you did that. Um, what else have you done? So Northlands, oh, and you were, um, talk about your other show. So you may as well, you can do shows this time and I'll do restaurants. So All right. Um, yeah, so the Home and Garden Show contacted me. Fairly late in the game this year to kind of get involved with the, the cooking stage there. They're looking to make that thing a little bit more relevant and a little better, a little more interesting. So, um, you know, it was a little bit late in the game to do a whole bunch of stuff with that stage. But essentially, one of the big things for me was uh, I got an hour slot to do whatever I want, basically. And so I considered the idea of, well, maybe I'll just be a self-serving jerk and just I'll just <laughs> take this hour and talk about me for this whole time, right? You mean like uh, our podcasts? Yeah, basically like the podcast. Yeah, and since I already have a medium for that here, That's um, right. it made more sense to, you know, I mean, what I kind of wanted to do was use that hour to bring a little focus to some restaurants and to some businesses that I really like and I and people that I respect in the business here. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to Giselle from Duchess and, and you know, do you interested in maybe coming on with me and we'll do something together? You know, maybe you'll teach me how to make something or we'll make something together or whatever. Yeah. So the idea we came up with, and she was excited about it. She likes to do that kind of stuff, is we were going to make galettes. 
So we would start and she would make the famous Duchess pie dough, which, I mean, I normally go to the store and I just buy it from provisions and, and that's what I use. I never make pie dough at home. Mm-hmm. So she made a batch of that, showed us how easy it is. It's pretty easy. It's not that complicated. Um, and then we made uh, her rhubarb galette from her cookbook. And then I made uh, a twist on a galette, sort of. I made a, a tortier galette. So I make tortier quite a bit at home. And that web, mm. uh, recipe's on my website. So uh, nice. that went over pretty well. It was, uh, it was a nice utilization of one pie dough in two different ways. And so we, it's a meat galette. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's pork pie. It's basically nice. a French pork pie. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of individual mm. serving. It was kind of good. Not kind of good. It was really good. <laughs> now, I don't know if the presentation was any good. You have to ask the people watching, I guess. But, yeah. you know, we were pretty comfortable up there. So, uh, we, had, we had some fun with it anyway. So That's good. Yeah. Yeah, That's never do it by good. yourself. Yeah, I, I watched some of the guys do it by themselves. And it definitely, mm. you know, having someone there with you adds something that you can talk to, right? You know, it's just not one person yammering the whole time, like right now. Yeah, 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 which is basically... <laughs> I, I did it a couple years ago. I can't remember. It all blends. And the first one I did by myself, the first hour, and I just hated every single minute of it. I, I just... I made my flapper pie. And then the second time uh, Leanne Falder was there, and she was just introducing it, and I begged her to come <laughs> on stage with me and help me. And then it was beautiful, because I taught Leanne how to make pie. But yeah. we don't have anyone to play off of. It would be like me doing a podcast. You're kind of there as filler, you know, but at least you're like, yep, yep, yep. yep. maybe this might yeah. be the big, best thing I've ever eaten. You know, yeah. all those things. Yeah, yeah. I'll be Jeez, back in a minute. I'm going to get a beer. Yeah, that's right. And then I talk for, <laughs> you know, like an hour. I come back half an hour later. You're still talking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I think we're good. So that's a sum up. You talked about shows. I talked about restaurants. You caught me up a little bit on Edmonton events and we're all good. So there's lots more to talk about, though, so stay tuned for our next Lowdown Recap podcast.